Craft Beer Radio, episode 124 on September 26, 2008. Listeners, post-production Jeff here. You know when you hear me, it means we screwed something up. The audio for this show wasn't very good. There was a ton of noise on it. I did my best to clean it up. Sounds like we're in a tin can, which really stinks because this show was a blast. It was a blind show. Had a ton of fun doing it. Hopefully, you guys are able to listen to it. If not, just if it sounds too bad, just turn it off and tune in next week. Thanks. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, the show dedicated to craft beer and the craft cooking industry, and this episode, Blind Tasting Craft Beer. I'm Greg Weiss. I'm Jeff Baer. And yes, this is our second blind show. We are very excited. So we've made some changes over the last blind show. The last blind show was pretty much a Jeff Guess What He Has in His Cellar show. These beers all were out, purchased by Heather this afternoon, so all we know is they are available in Western Pennsylvania. Uh, we actually had a person who knows his beer. We had Hart from the Sharp Edge um, restaurants. He's the uh, he's the director of beer, I think is his term. And um, he helped Heather pick beers that are representative in their style. So we don't have a problem like we have with the John Barley Corn where we're drinking a barley wine and we think it's an IPA. At least we hope we don't have that. We had a little bit of that issue in the pre-show if you want to go back and listen. Greg talked me into something that wasn't there. Uh, what else are we doing? You went here? along with it though, so... Hart <laughs> yep. um, helped Heather pick the uh, tasting order, so we're not going to be tasting things out of order. We're going to wager a couple guesses of what the beer is, but it's not going to be guess after guess after guess. Right. We're going to try to limit ourselves to a guess from the appearance. Every time we add a sense, we're going to give it a guess, and we'll just see how it changes through there. Okay, sounds like a good idea. So it's kind of it's a cloudy, uh, yellowish beer. Got about. Yeah, about a finger's worth of head. Light fluffy head. So, uh, without taking an aroma, this looks a lot like how the... I know it's not this beer because this beer is not available in the market right now, but it looks like the Sly Fox Pilsner. This very light straw yellow cloudy big fluffy head. It looks just like the Sly Fox Pilsner did. Um, as for the style, I don't think it's a Pepe. Could be an American wheat. And the cloudiness leads you to believe that... There is yeast. The, the cloudiness wasn't uniform when Heather brought it in. Right. Cloudiness was more so, it's, it's spreading throughout the beer now, so it's definitely yeast. What, what do you think the style is just from the looks? I, I hesitate to say, but I, I would say a half air or something like that. That would probably be my guess. Yeah, I think half air would be more wholly cloudy. And head, head certainly looks like a Pilsner head or something like that. Okay, so let's add the aroma to our senses. <laughs> There's a lot of citrus in this one. Yeah. And it smells like a Sly Fox Pilsner. Still, it smells just like it. Getting a lot of um, definitely apricots. Lemony, definitely lemon, a lot of lemon. apricot. Real strong amount of lemon. Uh, I don't think it's a wheat beer, do you? From the aroma? I honestly don't know because some, that can confuse you sometimes. There's sometimes a, a, there's a smell in there that I can sometimes associate with wheat beers. But it also, I, I think it might be a wheat beer. I don't think it's a Belgian wheat. Oh no, I don't think it's a wheat beer. No, okay, so I think it could be some kind of American wheat. Um, 
Think of um, Gumball Head, right? That crazy hot American. Right, right. We don't get Gumball Head here, so we know it's not that. But kind of along those lines. So a lot of citrusy. We're getting some some lemon. I swear there's some apricot in there, maybe a little bit of grapefruit. And are you getting any wheat in the aroma, or is it really wheat? I think I'm getting wheat, but that confuses my mind playing games. Okay, so let's add the third sentence, what do you say? I'm pretty pills. sure I taste it. Really? I'm getting pills now. Can get more of the DMS? Oh, you're right. I'm thinking, it looks, smells, and tastes like the Sly Fox Pilsner. It's also very similar to that Emerson's Pilsner we had. Remember the one that we got from New Zealand? Mm. Jeff Rock, the Emerson's? It's similar to that as well. I don't think Sly Fox is back in the market, though. So I don't know what this would be. Uh, I don't have a guess as well. I'm, I'm having a hard time because, to me, this is coming across a little bit weedy, but when you said, when you said Pilsner, DMS, I said, yeah, you know, that. That's right, there is there's uh, definitely DMS. In I don't want to do what you did to me in the pre-show and right. suggest something that's not there, but I, I, I'm i drinking this with a mind towards wheat, and I'm not hitting it. I'm drinking this with a mind towards uh, American hot type Pilsner, and it, it's hitting me. So. It's, not a, it's not like a strong related head, but it's not, it's not one of those ones that... Uh, what about... Um, we said we didn't want to guess too many times. I don't think it's like uh, like the Sam Adams Imperial Pilsner. It doesn't taste sweet enough. It's... It's lighter. It's not that well, let's start just describing the flavors sure. we're getting, and instead of guessing, right, beer. So, uh, getting. All right, let me let me go here. A, a really good amount of carbonation, uh, a lemony, uh, citrusy hop. Yeah. Really front front forward hop. Um, in the back, there's a bit of bitterness. There's also lots of bitterness in the front too. And like you said, there's a bit of a, a, of a DMS-y kind of, mm-hmm. a little bit of a sulfury twinge to it near the end. It's it's not, this kind of Pilsner, I'm dying to see who this is because I, that Sly Fox, I really like it. I'm liking this one too. It's it's more ale-like, so if you're not a lager person, this is a good one to try. There's some, there's some spiciness from the hops, and there's some spiciness and some sulfuriness from the malt. But it's not as... Um, Clean is a lot of pilsners. Look at all the yeast in it, right? So you get some different, more, some more estery type stuff, right? Because the yeast is still in there, so you get some of that muted from the yeast. So it's an interesting combination. Yeah, there's almost a little bit of of pepperiness from the yeast, mm-hmm. a little bit of those uh, of phenols. I, I'm drinking this, trying to see if it's um, like a stout's head. I'm, I'm not guessing. I'm just people who know these beers that help them really. Clean in. I'm, I'm thinking, is it like a stout's hefeweizen, stout's weizen, or a penweizen? But no, it's not peppery. It's not clovey enough. No, no. Those would generally have a lot Bell, more Bell's, Bell's Oberon was going to be one of my guesses early on, but it just is, it's too citrusy, too lemony. I don't, and I'm not getting enough wheat for Bell's Oberon. But have you had Dreamweaver wheat from Trolls? I, I have, but not recently. But that one's a lot more weedy tasting, too. I think it's time to, to figure how, out how what, did you like what are we drinking. Oh, I really like this beer. I, I think it was it was really good. Nice beer. It's surface. And nice and smooth, too. I like that. Even though it's hard to Victory Cream of Pills. Really? Yeah. Cream well, I've always liked Cream of Pills is cleaner and that one's filtered. I'm not sure Cream of Pills is filtered. It was much crisper. 
That's that, that is interesting to say. Yeah, that this is that's the case. This is kind of off. Would you say? I don't know what it was. I mean, for what I would expect the premium pills to taste like, it, it, I'm surprised it's quality. I thought for sure they filtered those beers. Or at least bottle conditioned it. Or they, they didn't bottle condition it. Right. Which means there should be a minimal amount of yeast in the bottom. Should have never made the beer as cloudy as it was. I mean, you were right out with the Pilsner, so. I was, I was about 20 miles away. <laughs> Okay, and let, before we go on the next beer, let's explain why it's good that we get things wrong. Because that's kind of the point of right. the show. That we, we love it because it, it dramatically illustrates one of our major points, which is that your preconceptions will color how you appreciate a beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you've got a, and you will notice this from somebody who drinks a great beer and then finds out that, oh, let's say, Budweiser makes it or something. And right. they're like, that was awful. This this one that I had before was much better. Right. Uh, or they can suddenly pick out the flaws. And the same way what's happening here is, and it's less here, the, the pre-show one was, was a much better example of you know, being right. way off. And then and the guest being way off. The guest being something. way off and then figuring out why it was way off and and how, okay, now that we know what we're looking for, Mm-hmm. We can definitely figure out Absolutely. what this is. So it's an experimental show. But we it's love so doing much it because it, it, it's a lot of fun for us, and we hope it's fun for you guys. Yeah, and hopefully, like we made a bunch of guesses there. Let's try to at least for the next beer concentrate. All right, so we tried the guessing thing for this first one. Yeah, it's gonna be hard enough to guess. But all right, let's not do any guessing until we've got some taste down, and we've described everything mm-hmm. from from the look to the smell, to the taste. And if we do any guessing at all, then it should only be style. Like, or, or even... Okay. One guess on the beer right before the review. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. I do think the one thing we have to consider here is that, uh, and this is something that it's kind of unfortunate that we know, and now if I think about it, really should, it really can color our perception a bit that these are ordered in a way, to make them... They're ordered so we can enjoy each one to its maximum capacity. Right. right. It's not... So we know the next one's not a barley wine. Right, but it does mean that you would probably start with lagers first. Yeah. You still don't know if this next one's a lager or not. Right. We thought it would be fun to let you know what the beer is before we start tasting it. Uh, we're going to do this for every other beer. So this beer is Anchor Liberty Ale. This is again another golden color. It's not quite as yellow. Well, the last one was straw, and like a little white. This one's a richer gold. A little bit of cloudiness to it. Big fluffy head. Very big, two, three fingers. Uh, got those nice combination of, of mid-sized bubbles and, and tiny bubbles. Bit cloudy. There's a bit of a sweetness there coming from the aroma, and a bit of of, of sulfur too. I'm getting big hops on this one. Um, fruity, juicy, very juicy. Like alpha, high alpha? Like juicy orange. And also the aroma's making me salivate. <laughs> I can't really tell if it's a wheat or not from just the aroma. I would tend to think it's not a wheat from the aroma. I'm, I'm having a hard time. I'm thinking it's an American pale aroma from the aroma. 
Now I'm getting more hops than the aroma. But at first I was getting some sweetness, and I, I was thinking maybe Belgian, but... Oh, that's a weird aftertaste. Ooh, yeah. Chicken broth? With a lot of coriander mixed in? I got this chicken broth flavor. Like chicken noodle soup. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the flavor is... It's kind of hard to describe that. I'm having a hard time picking out the initial flavor. There, then there's some fruity hoppiness. Mm-hmm. And then it, it leads to a little bit of bitterness with this kind of parsley-like aftertaste. I mm-hmm. Yeah, I start off with the hops. It's, it's an orangey, not quite grapefruit, um, tart orange flavor. goes into... This is a malt. The malt's not really what you expect. The malt's lighter than you would expect for the beer. It's almost kind of reminiscent of the the malt flavor from the Pilsner from the last beer. So, I mean, I'm just getting kind of that... It's not as caramelly as you would expect for right. something this hot, you know, with the hops. It, it's it's drier. It's cleaner. Oh, it's really dry when you're drinking, too. It's like, even when it's in your mouth, your mouth feels dry. Not chalky, but just dry. And the more I drink this, I was breathing in after the sip, I got some, I got a fair bit of sulfur. So I wonder if this is another crazy, fruity American Pilsner. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm getting some sulfur still in this one, and I wouldn't expect it from American Pilsner. Right. You wouldn't generally expect a lot of DMS in German Pilsners. I was thinking American Pilsner at first, almost like something along the lines, these aren't my guesses, but something along the lines of like the uh, Yards Philly Pilsner or something like that. But that sulfury bit that's in there is, is throwing it off. But I'm wondering if that's just a, a hop component that's causing that. Although it doesn't taste quite as full as I'd expect maybe a, a, a Pilsner. The mouth feels a little bit thin. So, but that hoppiness at the end is... is it's kind of spicy at the end, too. Yeah, it's more reminiscent of a Pilsner, isn't it? I'm thinking the spiciness is kind of dragging me back towards Pilsner again. Really? I wouldn't expect two Pilsners in a row, but maybe they're, maybe they're trying to screw us up. And maybe Hart <laughs> and Heather are trying to screw us you, up. So you think it's more Zots? I, I don't know. <sighs> it's a tough one. So instead of, let's talk for a few minutes about our, how we enjoy it and what about it. You know, instead of trying to spend our entire time figuring out what it is. Okay. It's got really interesting hop bouquet. It's got, like you said, a little bit of spiciness and this sort of, this fruitiness that uh, is not quite, it's not like cascady. It's not along the grapefruit, orangey lines. It's more, it's not dark fruit either. Uh... Tangerine-esque, maybe? Something along those lines? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little peachy. Mm, tangerine's a good way to put it. Yeah. A little bit of orange, a little bit of orange rind in there as well. For bitterness. Yeah. Uh, I keep getting drawn toward Pilsner. Now, it could be that the beer is slightly off, right? There's some sulfury spoiling in there or something like that, but it doesn't really taste too sewer during it, right? It's just a slight thing of sulfur, DMS. Ready to make one guess before we review? Uh, well, I, I, I'm at a loss. I really am. The best thing I I don't have a great guess. The best thing I can come up with is um, Stouts Pilsner. Stouts Pils. Well, I, I, again, I would have expected it to be a little clearer, but I I am at a big loss on what this beer is. So. I, I guess you know 
I should I should put it in, I should at least put in a guess. Yeah. And I'm gonna well I'm gonna go to the outside. So I'll say uh, Stout's American Ale. American Hail Ale, so we'll just go. Wow. How far off are we? We are on the wrong coast. Anchor of Liberty, American Pale Ale. Okay, so it is, it is a Pale Ale. It is the wrong I didn't ale. know Liberty was. I expecting more just carried out cascades out of Liberty. Yeah, it, it is weird to get some of that DMS mm-hmm. type flavor, but like I said, I don't know if that was just DMS or that's just the, the hops really married. And it could be hop shortage. And them using some different hops, and it could be, but Cascades is one of the hops that aren't so short. Maybe Liberty's not Cascades. I haven't done research on it lately, but I thought it was. You know, it's like the first IPA and first American IPA, and I thought it was all Cascades, but perhaps not. It certainly has a spicy component to it. Like there's some continental hops in there. I wonder if they. It doesn't really taste like more than... Well, this is not an IPA. This is just a pale ale. Right, right. American pale ale, right. But I thought Liberty was quoted as like the first reborn IPA. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm confused. Because I did Anchor Liberty, you know, way back in the... I've never had Anchor Liberty before. Okay. But uh, I had a couple of them. last year. But I don't remember tasting like this one. That's okay. It does taste spicy, like there's some continental hops in there. They use Northern Brewer for Anchor Steam. But to me, it doesn't really come across like Northern Brewer hops with it definitely had though. Th- th- there's a. It's weird because it was thinner than than, than the pilsners we had, than the pilsner and the uh, Vienna we had before. Right. It, it had a thinner mouthfeel, and but it tasted more ale to me. So I don't know why that was the case. Yeah, I, I'm I'm surprised that the um, harsh isn't the right word, but it kind of is the right word. The intensity and harshness of the hops. For a classic like Anchor Liberty, I would have, I'm not saying I expect it to be watered down and boring. I would have expected it to be a little more mellow and have such a straight edge to it, you know, a sharp edge to it. Sharp edge. Sharp edge. Hey, there you go. Thanks, Hart, for picking these beers. All right, okay. so move on to the next one. Good. The beer we are drinking now is Duval. Bunch of yellow beers tonight. Turns out so. So we know a little bit about this beer. Um, Heather opened it up and we heard a pop. So we know it's a Cajun cooked beer. Um, and it was a. Uh, <laughs> you know that, and that it was a, a gusher. You can tell because yeah. of how much head is here. There are, and there's like <laughs> most of the glass is head. It looks actually it looks lighter than the Victory did. It has this very white light color, uh, big head, marshmallow foam like. Yeah, it's this rocky head. It's kind of like, almost like the foam you get on an ice cream float. Mmm. <laughs> smells Belgian-y. I would expect that much. Smell, actually, you know, it smell, well, it does smell belgian That's not a contradiction, but now it smells whippery. When you have such a deep head on this thing, it, it's, sometimes the aroma gets thrown off by just all okay. the same to this command. What do you mean by smells belgian Smells belgian Good point, Greg. Let's go take it break down to the basics. So the aroma on this one, Belgian weedy. So what I'm getting in there is I'm getting it's hard to describe right now. It's uh it's a little bit lemony. Uh, grassy, 
Not, no, not really grassy. Like dry, well, like well, dry I mean, grass. Wheat is a grass, yeah, right? Yeah, so like dry grass. Not really like... Again, they're all grass. Not grass clippings, right? But more like a... Amber waves of grain type of grass. Right? <laughs> um, I don't know. Lemongrass yeah. is, a good, is a good way to put sure. it. I mean, I'm getting a lemongrass aroma. Okay. Uh, so, and Jeff just said lemon and grass, so of course I said lemongrass and thought it was like a huge, amazing point that I just made, but. That's good flavor, it's interesting, so. How do you describe it? At first I, w- I was thinking that style-wise, first I was thinking with beer, now I'm thinking more, uh, Belgian something, not, I don't know if it's about, about a triple, but. Like a, uh, just a Belgian ale? A uh, Saison Golden Ale? I'm not thinking it's a triple. Like a Leffa or something like that? No. I'm just sitting gas for Saison. Well, you said like a Leffa, but no, I don't think it's that style. I don't think it's it's a Golden. I mean, it, there's too much stuff in there. It's not just straight ahead Belgian. There's there's wheat. There's definitely wheat in there. And Leffa doesn't really have much of a wheat type flavor to it. The carbonation is more muted. We're getting more... The, the flavor is not quite like this. Look, there's, a, there's a little tanginess to it. That's nice. So yeah. It's not quite sour, but there's this tanginess to it. Uh, not a whipped beer, right? Right. Not a whipped beer. I would say almost certainly not. Uh, it, I don't really detect coriander in there. Um, that last flavor, I got more citrus. That last sip got a bit of uh, mm-hmm. an orange. It's very good. It's yeah, just, it's one of those ones where it's it's hard to describe. Get some orangey, get a lot of the wheat flavor. It's definitely a Belgian style of beer because you're getting tons of fruitiness. Lots of esters, lots, lots of, esters, of yeah. lots of these, um, and esters are, are the are the fruity, fruity stuff that comes from yeast. Right. You know, potpourri like uh, flavors that, that come from yeast. So yeah, your esters, potpourri, and you have your phenols, pepper. The, the tartness, the tanginess that's in there is good. There's a, it seems like a bit of citric acid, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a, not quite orange juice, almost like a zingy apple juice or something like that. Uh, maybe grape juice? Like a manischewitz. Okay. Maybe a manischewitz. <laughs> Somebody's going to, there are going to be a few people who are going to laugh at that one. Uh, no, it, it's, it's got a... Manitoba is a uh, is a, a Jewish kosher wine. Mm-hmm. It's super sweet, and anybody who's an actual like wine fan, it's just disgusting. <laughs> but but it's you can tell this is fairly high in alcohol. I would wager a guess around eight percent. Get something the flavor, the evaporation, and uh, fill the back of the cart a little bit. Because the more I, I I taste it, the more I think you know this could be a wit beer. It's kind of mid half, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so we may not be getting the whole. Ex- the tanginess is fantastic. Yeah, and that's not. That's not something you normally expect in a, a wit beer. Okay, so I'm done with mine. So I'm going to wager my guess. It's kind of sweetness to it, though. At the end, then. Uh, I think it's. I'm thinking something with it actually. Okay, I'm. I'm just going to go for uh, a Belgian ale. Just no, not a. Like the rare boss, maybe? Like, or you don't want to even pick a brewery? I, I don't know uh, enough about the Belgian breweries to really pick one, but 
right? If they say some sort of Belgian like single. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm going to be wrong, but that's just kind of well, the way my tongue is tasting. Guess what you think? Duval, Belgian gold belt. Duval, huh? Wow. You, so you were a lot closer. <laughs> well, actually, Duval, I'm, I'm a gang owned by Duval, so I have a six degrees of separation in there, don't I? Good. I never thought Duval was that being that tangy. Cause it had a bit of like Orval tang to it. Yeah, awesome. that was uh, interesting. And, and, you know, and again, we were like we were searching for flavor. Is there wheat here? Is is there? I mean, because those those flavors can be so hard to distinguish if you don't know that you're looking for. Them. You mm-hmm. don't know that you're trying to taste them. So I was happy to be kind of. Okay, the beer we're going to be drinking here is Bell's Kalamazoo Stout. Okay, you think this one's a pilsner? I would doubt it by the looks of it. So this is, well, it's dark. And when I say dark, I mean... It, it's so dark that the head is a, dark, is a medium dark tan. Yeah. I mean, it, it, is, it is a stouty stout. There is or a quartery quarter. At the very, very, very bottom, there is a tiniest bit of a red highlight. Just like, if you look at the... I mean, the, I'm looking at the bottom of the glass, holding it up to, <laughs> holding it up to the light, and I see that's this. just like the light bouncing through yeah. the little transition layer in the glass there. Uh, so it is very, very dark. So yeah, that's clearly an interesting aroma. The aroma on it is uh, interesting because it it's chocolatey and roasty, but it has the smell of of cracked grain, or maybe a little bit of. Cocoa, like dry cocoa, or cocoa or, or sawdust. It has this it has this really dry, powdery type aroma to it. A little mix of sawdust and cocoa nibs and there, there, there is something sort of you know powdery is, is is a very good descriptor for for the smell. Although I don't know how well that would come across on on the radio for people. I mean, people will say, "What does powdery smell like?" That's a hard. It's hard it's, it's, um, to describe exactly you why ever, we're smelling. Do you, do you remember homebrewed, and you cracked your grain, and you breathed in the dust? You know, you get that feel in your lungs and that smell, and and that's what I'm. That's where I'm originating my powdery from, uh, and I, I brought it all the way out to sawdust because when you're woodworking and you breathe in sawdust, you get that similar type feel. You know, it it's not as quite as chocolatey you know, sawdust, but. It's a similar type. Of, Not generally, unless no. it's a really chocolatey wood. <laughs> but there's definitely some chocolate there. I don't know if I can smell oak or not. I'm still kind of on the cusp there. There's, it's not, to me it's not oak. There is a woody smell, but it, like I said, it's like a sawdust type thing. Right. It's, or it's, it's not bourbon oak. If it's oak, it's, it's fresh oak. It, if there's wood, it's fresh wood. Grainy wood. Fresh wood. Don't go there, man. Don't go there. That is a robust stout or porter. Creamy. Creamy. Lots of roast in there. It's kind of roast that keeps on giving, man, because... Bitterness at the end to the hot bitterness coming at the end. Uh, not not too much of a hot flavor, but a lot of bitterness. Mm-hmm. Um, strong chocolate. Dark chocolate. Ooh. Delicious too. It is delicious. Man, the roast is crazy in this one. It it just keeps like it's like like absorbing into my cheeks, and my cheeks just keep emanating 
little bits of roast. Right. Now, this is the one you take a sip and you can wait like minutes before you even notice it, but you're just sitting there just uh, enjoying the roast that's coming to your cheeks. I'm picking stout because um, I don't get that, that much you know, sort of raisiny straight of mm-hmm. you get from pork. Right. I'm also thinking that it, it, it may... I'm not sure whether it's a raised... I, I think it's probably an imperial stout. It's, it's creamy, uh, but it's got a lot of hops. There's tons of alcohol. It's not a, a raisiny imperial stout, but there's a lot of stuff going on there. Oh. Very roasty stout. Um, think of... What's a really, really roasty stout? Um, Sierra Nevada stout is a good roasty one, but this one's like more... Um, I don't know, I'm trying to but there's that bitterness at the end too. Cadillac right? Mountain Stout. From, uh, it has a name. I think it's kind of like this. It's not quite as as, as though. It's not quite super like thick like an imperial. So I'm kind of on, on the cusp yeah. whether it is imperial or not. Yeah, it, it doesn't taste as high in alcohol or as full, but it is robust. That's yeah for sure. See, I'm trying to think along the stouts that I've had, and stout is, is not my favorite beer, it's a plain old stout, it's not my favorite beer to have, so it's not something that I'm often getting when I'm at the bar or something like that. Uh, you know, I go for an imperial stout over a regular stout almost always. Right. I, I wouldn't. I mean, it depends. I love imperial stouts. We almost did an imperial stout show, blind show tonight, uh, heart misunderstood my directions and thought he wanted a show that was the same style like we normally do. So he picked the beers for Heather and it was I am even thanking him and whatnot and he let it slip that they were all Imperial Stouts. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you didn't just let that slip, did you? He's like, damn. So I called Heather and she was still in the parking lot so she went to go back and buy more beers which was great. Um, a blind all imperial style show wouldn't have been horrible, but you know, you and I both wanted a more variety show. Yeah. So, so it's kind of good he let it slip, otherwise we'd be getting all imperial styles right now. If there's chocolate there, it's very dark. And like you know, big roasty flavors. So Do you think there's any real chocolate in there? No, I think it's all burnt uh you know, chocolate malt. Chocolate malt. Dark pattern. That's what I think. Roasted I don't barley. Know, I don't any chocolate inside Okay. I think you get sort of if there was chocolate in there, you would. There would be a little bit more. A little bit less bitterness, I think. A little bit more sweetness. Okay. Alright, so, your guess. I think this is the uh, Stone's Bitter Chocolate 12th Anniversary Stout. Really? You do. We drank it on the Vidcast last week. I think that's what this is. Uh, okay, so it's my turn to guess. Um. That actually had chocolate in it, right? The, yeah, the bitter chocolate did actually have chocolate yeah. in it. Oatmeal. That's, that's my guess. I, I, from the very first sip, I'm like, oh, we, we doubled up on the stone stout we did last week. And when I asked you if there was chocolate in it, it was my leading question to see, see if you picked up on it. Yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, now that you say that, am I tasting it more? Well, I mean, my perceptions are now changed by mm-hmm. what you said. Maybe. Okay. So, what... What was your guess before I said anything? Did you have something in mind? I, I was thinking some one of the Bell's styles, like maybe uh, 
Kalamazoo is really roasty, but it, it's not like this, though. Yeah, I mean, it, that, so, so that, that's the close side. Son of a bitch. Bell's Kalamazoo's. <laughs> <laughs> Could I not put it, I put in my mouth more? <laughs> Holy crap. Could I not put my foot in my mouth more? Heather's in the other room giggling at me. <laughs> That's what this show's all about. That was a great Kalamazoo stout. That was better than that I've had. I've had several recently, and I I used to love this beer. I used to think this beer was the cat's ass. And the last time I had it, I remember being <laughs> significantly disappointed. It, it's back. It's back in my graces right now. That was a good. Bottle of Kalamazoo stout. All right, we are here with the third and final beer review. Or no, the fourth and final. We got one more, or is this the last one? Huh? Last one. Fifth and final beer. Yeah, that's it. Third, fourth, fifth. whatever. We've had alcohol tonight. Yeah. Stupid shit. So okay, how about for this one? We don't reveal this until after we do rankings. So so this will be the difference between. Okay. Because we tried all different types. Actually, I hadn't considered ranking tonight, so but um, it's kind of a thing. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's the one gimmick we have left, right? Yeah. So this one pours a dark brown, big head. It uh, you know looks like your typical Belgian double type beer. Doesn't necessarily smell like a Belgian double. It really doesn't. The aroma is a lot of CO2 right now. Big head on this. Let's see if we have to go down so we can actually smell some. Other compounds. What does CO2 smell like? It's a sharp, sharp smell. It doesn't smell like much of anything, but it smells sharp in your nose. It kind of stings your nose. At, at this level, it doesn't really sting, but if you like open up my fermenter freezer, stick your head in there, take a breath, or if you open up a corny keg and take a breath, yeah, it really burns your nose. Yeah, I know what you're, what you're saying. It's kind of... I, I, actually, I thought I smelled something different. I thought I smelled a bit of licorice. But it's so faint, I'm not really sure. So I think I'm starting to smell more Belgian. Some, some candy sugar type sweetness. That high alcohol candy sugar type sweetness. It's like Belgian, uh, think of, uh, Chimay, I'm not, I'm not making a guess, I'm just making a reference, right? Uh, Chimay, uh, Premier, the, uh, no, the Grand Reserve, the blue. So you get that Belgian strong ale with some high alcohols in there. Okay, I'm starting to smell a little bit more of the sweetness. Yeah. More of that candy sugar. Now the CO2 is going away. Not a whole lot of maltiness. I just smell a bit of smoke. A little bit of, um, Easter, some Easter morning ham, you know. A little bit of, uh, cloves and smoke. Hmm. Just a hint. I'm not saying I think this is a smoke beer yet, but just a touch. Yeah, we'll see. Pears. Right. It's a little bit of caramel. I mean, you don't think pears right off the bat because you usually put the, the, the multi part first, but right behind, and there was a little pinch of something multi, and then there was this ripe yellow pear taste. Yeah, so caramelized pears, kind of. sort of like. Yeah, like, um, yeah, cooked on a, you know, a skillet with some, you know, browning. Yeah, definitely some really ripe soft yellow pears. To me, this is almost certainly a Belgian double. 
but it, it, it's not quite as sweet as I would think. But it's got that. It's got that end thing. The end. The, the end thing. You know, I'm looking. At the, I'm looking at the same thing you're looking at right now, and I just. I'm like, that end thing's strange, and I, I can't rule out double block on the end thing. The rest of the beer doesn't say double block to me, but the end thing does. And what is the end thing? The end thing is uh, something of a. It's a little bit sharper. It's got. It's not bitter as much as it is chalky, a bit sweet. Hmm. This is good, too. It's just it's really digging at me. Like, what is this beer? I mean, I thought double just because of the flavor, but but now that you said Doppelbach, I think you're you're more on track here because it is because the one thing that was turning you away from double was it wasn't as thick, it wasn't as full as I expected Belgian double to be, and Doppelbach is you know very malty lager. It's still fairly dry through the middle though. It's not as sweet as Doppelbach might be, and I'm getting more and more pear. I think pear is the best fruit for this one. Best fruit to describe this one, but it's still one that would go well with, you know, with food. The same way that a double or a double bob would generally go well with burgers, steaks, whatever. Mm-hmm. You probably should reveal before the rankings, and then <laughs> next blind show, we'll rank them before we know what they are. No, no, no. You're not, you're not revealing this one. I'm not revealing this one. Okay. I'm going to make us rank. See, I haven't been putting a mind to rankings at all for this entire show. Okay. So I'm actually going to have to like, look at what... So, let's see, Bell's Kalamazoo was very good. The Dougal was very good. Uh-huh. The uh, Anchor of Liberty was the other beer. That was pretty good. I don't think... I don't think that one was its best. I think it was yeah. a little... Slightly off. This is the pre-show. Nest from Great Lakes. Which is really good. Yes. The, uh, Victory Prima Pills. So there's the four we know. Kalamazoo Stout, Duval, Anchor Liberty, Prima Pills. And then the Mystery and Multi. Mystery Multi. Mystery Multi. But you know, the, the one thing I remember about Doublebach, um, but particularly at, um, I forget what Doublebach it was either had. I think it was, um, the Celebrator. Maybe the original one. Mm-hmm. That was, it was just, it was like you were having a, a, a big malty, like, like you were eating some malt, it was so delicious, and this yeah. doesn't have quite that. But I'm that having a hard time thinking of a double that is, this one has a relatively light mouthfeel. Yeah. I'm having a hard time thinking of a double that has such a light mouthfeel. But it's, it, I'm, so that's weird, I mean, it feels like it, to us, we're tasting is either a Belgian double or it's a doppelbach. Two completely different styles. They're not completely different. Well, I mean, they, they are. One, one is a lager, one is a ale. They're, they're multi-styles, they're relatively high in alcohol. There's a lot of similarities between the two. They're not twins. Right. But there's, they're, they're closely related. They're, they're like the, um, you know, what are two species that are closely related but have very similar characteristics, right? I mean, that's kind of what we have here. They're not, like, gene-wise, they're not closely like, related. Uh, crocodiles and alligators. Yeah. Yeah. Not closely related gene-wise, but they look and taste like a duck, right? So, um, I'm having a hard time because it doesn't have the body that I expect for a double, and I'm trying to think of like which double it could be. I don't think it's a double block either because it's not sweet enough. 
right, overall. Right. But I'm trying to think. There are some bubble books that aren't as sweet, right? So I, if I had to flip, a, if I had to pick which style, I would be leaning Belgian over Doppelbock, seventy thirty. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning that, you know, going double this way too. Um, I don't know. There, there's kind of a thing that's reminiscent of boredom there. Okay. Uh, I think it might be boredom double, or something close to it. Just had a boredom double last week. Very bad. Not aged well, boredom double. It wasn't nearly as good as I remembered, so. If this is what a fresh boredom double tastes like, that's much better. You know how you do have guesses for other beers? I don't have a good guess for this beer. But I made myself guess. Mm-hmm. So. Boredom double is probably the best thing I can come up with. I okay. Think, I don't think it's Omegon double. So we're gonna, so. we're gonna save it as a mystery until after we're done ranking. So. Uh, let's go along with Matt. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. I think, uh, Kalamazoo Stout was the, the best beer of the night. I think it was just right on the money. I mean, it was roasty and really had, had everything going for it. Right? Uh, what was next? Let's see. Probably the Duval. I go with the Duval next. Uh, I just, I really like the, the Belgians, the, I'm trying to remember all the different things because it is kind of a hard shutter to remember and yeah. the distinctiveness of the beers. Uh, next, I'll go with this one, the, the mystery beer. Mystery beer number three. Uh, Jeff is trying to pull it up to see if you can see, but uh, <laughs> the envelope is still closed. Uh, after that, uh, I'm going to go with the... Can, I, can we put the pre-show beer in there? Sure. The Elliot Ness. It may have confused the hell out of us, but uh, but it was great. It really was great. And then what do we have? I'll go Pilsner and Pale Ale. Okay. So Victory, Cream Pills, and yeah. then Anchor Liberty. The um, for me, it's, this is a really hard to rank show. Bell's Kalamazoo Step number one, uh, two through six. It's really a toss-up for me. <laughs> I mean, I've never had a show where there's been so many beers. I've, I've, and it's not toss-up because they're bad. It's toss-up because they're good. Duval, tanginess, awesome. The Elliott Ness Lager, great clean Vienna Lager. I wish I didn't let you talk me out of how malty it was. Uh, the Prima Pills, good fruitiness there, good citrusiness. Anchor Liberty is probably going to be towards the bottom because I think it was a little more sulfury than it's supposed to be. Yeah. It was decent, and it was edgy and complex, but I don't think it was at its prime. Mystery beer. Uh, after Dougal, same place you put it. So for ease of me putting the show up, I'm going to rank them just like you. Not because I disagree, just I can copy and paste the same thing twice. That's the way you're going to take it, then. That's the way you're going to take it. So let's see, what is the mystery beer... Allagash Double. Allagash Double. So it was a double. Huh. Allagash Double, I remember just being distinctively smoky. I didn't pick any smoke up in that one. You, you, you did at one point say you smelled some smoke. Is that a mystery? Yeah. Oh. There we go. Allagash Double. Alright. Well, we got the style right. We, didn't, we at least we didn't <laughs> stick on Doppelbach. I, I thought it was a very... Minimal chance of being a doppelbock. Yeah. If you had a nice light body doppelbock, there was some ending there. That smoky portion, right? If we were, I bet you if we had some left, when we tasted that end piece we were talking about, it probably tastes a little more smokier in there. 
At least to me. How about I think Allagash is smoky? Maybe. All right. So uh, that's our blind show. We Let- hope you enjoyed it. We love it because it, it, it's so much fun to just be surprised by these beers. We hope it, it, it comes through on, on the show for you guys. And if not, I mean, if, if you guys hate it, then we'll stop. But we <laughs> we do it all the time. If we had our druthers. Yeah. So, so um, a special thank to Hart from the Sharp Edge uh, Beer Emporium, Sharp Edge Creek House, Sharp House Bistro, and Sharp House Brasserie. Uh, if you're ever in Pittsburgh and looking for have a good beer, make sure you check out one of the Sharp Edges. Uh, biggest Belgian selection. At least in town. In town. And I believe they say they have the best Belgian selection in America. I'm sure Monk's Cafe and a few other places will have an argument, but it's a hell of a good Belgian selection. Yes. Uh, one thing that, that I will ask is that people who do like the uh, show, and we tried several different ways of presenting the beers, tell us which one you liked best. Tell us Whether uh, you liked knowing the beer when we didn't, or whether you didn't want the reveal until we revealed it for ourselves. Or whether you didn't want us to reveal it at all until we did the right. Yeah, we could, that's another format. We could not reveal any of the beers until the ranking. It's going to be really hard to that would be Without a name to the beer, it's going to be really hard to remember what they yeah, taste like. That, that's going to be especially hard for us, so, so please. We'll have to take... Well, please don't choose that option. We'll have to take notes, actually. Yeah. We'll have to like, fill up BJCP sheets for each one. <laughs> will not be fun. All right, uh, thanks, everybody, for... Maybe you want us to feel pain. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Crafter Radio, and... Uh, Tune in next week. Sooner or later, we're going to get Scott Smith up here when we're doing some Russian River Asian beers. It's about time. And if he doesn't get up here, we're just going to drink him without him. That's all for Craft Beer Radio. You can send us feedback to beer at craftbeerradio.com and feel free to send us an audio comment in MP3. The opening and closing music was Out of Towners from the band St. Dragon and was found on the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Check out craftbeerradio.com for more information.